Attention listener, this episode contains a swear word. Hello listeners and welcome to Between the Leaves. I'm Ellen Van Nieven, writer and editor, and I'm here with Hermina Burns, poet and educator. In each episode of Between the Leaves, we will read a range of poems written by women and the gender diverse, including original works by Ellen and me. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge First Nations elders past, present and emerging as the traditional owners of the country we are speaking on and the first poets of this land. The poems we've selected today are about love. Some also touch on the grief we feel when we lose a loved one. One poem in particular is about the loss of a child. If this raises any issues for you, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or see our show notes for a full list of support services. Our first poem is called Why I Love Your Body by the late Dorothy Porter read by her partner, Andrea Goldsmith. Why I love your body. I put your body between me and the history of horrors. Your sweet tongue snaking through my lips, your heavy breasts thudding ripe on my ribs, your thin legs climbing mine like twin grapevines your creamy wetness creeping through my fingers. When your body bursts over me, my mind goes almost quiet, faintly squeaking to itself like a fruit bat, dozing upside down. I put your body between me and the terrifying future of my body. Tonight, I'm a noisy swamp squelching under your bare toes. In the early 1990s, Dorothy Porter wrote a series of love poems. These poems were sizzling and sexy. They were sensual and loving, and all of them carry a nervy sting characteristic of Dorothy Porter's poetry. Why I Love Your Body is one of these poems. It read with heat and sticky sex when it was first written, and it still does. But it took on added weight after she was diagnosed with cancer because of these crucial lines. I put your body between me and the terrifying future of my body. Our next poem is by Emily Dickinson. She didn't name her poems, so this poem is known by its number, 1731. Love can do all but raise the dead. I doubt if even that from such a giant were withheld, were flesh equivalent. But love is tired and must sleep, and hungry and must grave and so abets the shining fleet till it is out of gaze.
The next poem is by me. It's called Considering a Long Marriage. She remembers how, after a good fuck, she liked the way his stomach lay alongside hers, arm under back, shoulders, shoulder, one hand curved to an ear tip, index finger, stroking, stroked, his thigh to her thigh, right shin by another shin against his left, high limbs still lingering on such body's light where all breathings softened, softening, love like a magic pudding. One big toe gentled there, a foot belonging to whose ankle not quite possible to tell with he and me entangled long and offering large in such a marriage mind and skin to heart. Our next poem, Stillborn, by Judith Wright, is concerned with both love and grief. Poetry often deals with quite difficult subject matter, doesn't it, Ellen? That's right. Uh, but there's a real importance about talking about those topics like death, love and grief that are just sometimes so hard to um, describe and talk about in our conversational life. But then, you know, to reflect on through poetry and have that outlet for healing um, is just, yeah, it's just a beautiful space. And you chose this poem for me to read. Hermina, can you tell us about it? Well, it was written in the 20th century and it was written at a time where stillborn deaths and birth complications and even pregnancy they just weren't talked about a lot, the the difficulties, the issues that women went through. It wasn't a nice subject, only the kind of happy parts about it were talked about. And people still sometimes don't talk about it, though there is change coming in. And I think Judith Wright was not only a passionate conservationist and supporter of Aboriginal land rights movements through her friendship with Ujuru Nunankol, but she was also a feminist and activist and wanted passionately for aspects of women's life that were seen as unspeakable, things that were nameless. She wanted to bring these out into the open and talk about them. Mm, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Ujuru because these are two poets that I often read together, Judith and Ujuru. And I'm staying, I'm house sitting for my friend at the moment. She's a, a relation to Ani Ujuru. She's a Kwandamuka woman. And on her bedside table, she has those two books side by side, a collected Judith Wright and Ujuru Nunakawa collection called My People. Um, and it's just, it was very comforting for me to sort of spend my first night 
in her house and sort of see those two books. Um, because for me, you know, being a Queenslander, I really am proud of these two women because they really talked about, you know, this place, Southeast Queensland, um, in a really powerful way, in a way that made me feel like I could assert my identity um, as a First Nation Southeast Queenslander and talk about this place and how important it is to protect it through my work. I love Judith's work on any topic and this poem is called Stillborn. Those who have once admitted within their pulse and blood the chill of that most loving, that most despairing child, known what is never told, the Arctic anti-God, the secret of the cold. Those who have once expected the pains of that dark birth, which takes but without giving and ends in double loss, they still reach hands across to grave from flowering earth, to shroud from living dress. Alive they should be dead, who cheated their own death. And I have heard them cry when all else was lying still. Oh, that I stand above while you lie down beneath. Such women weep for love of one who drew no breath, and in the night they live giving the breast to death. The next poem about love is called Patchwork and it's by Josie Arnold. Even grandmothers have known love and often interrupted the quilt making to put warm reds or pinks into flesh tones that circled together on the long working of the whole pattern that is pure colours collected for their joining. In their day, believe it, there was urgent passion behind the brilliant needle swooping to join the quilted textures, soft and gentle, called to strident, and ladies dreamt beneath their quilted spreads their many fantasies, each night diligently colouring another section. Mm. Yeah, that's a great interpretation on the theme of love. I think that's beautiful. Yes. And some of our some of our words like friendship, which is a form of love, it doesn't really adequately bring the love component into it. And I think the image of patchwork, it's a very generous and encompassing image to start making us think about the nature of love. The last poem is by me, Ellen Van Nieuwen. It's called This Deadly Love. Nothing flash, eh? Just a story of a Malanjali Yugumbe shapeshifter from black soil country in southeast Queensland falling in big one love with a dedo Baladong Noongar Tida from York in southwest WA. And somewhere along the way, 
or maybe still in progress, learning to fall in low-key love with their own black queer soul. Culturally, I can't be without you, for my blood and bones are fused with yours. Blood and bones, I know. This dream will fit in nicely with the one about my laundry door, suddenly fixed. I never thought my landlord could be so attentive to my domestic desire, the one where you and I call each other home. You've been listening to Between the Leaves, proudly brought to you by the Victorian Women's Trust. For more information about this podcast, visit betweentheleaves.com.au and follow at Between the Leaves Pod on Instagram. You can also find out more about the Victorian Women's Trust via their website, vwt.org.au, or follow them on social media at Vic Women's Trust. All of the poems you have heard today were handpicked by your hosts, Hermina Burns and me, Ellen Van Nieven. Our co-producers are Mary Crooks, Maria Shakuti, and Ali Oliver Perham. Between the Leaves was recorded at The Voice Plant in Brisbane, Squeaky Clean Studios in Melbourne, and mixed by Nicholas Pollock. Thank you for listening. Until next time. You.